Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news! What lengths would you go to in order to help one of God's little creatures? Most of us have a good story about rescuing a turtle or even a dog from a busy road. But check this out. There's this couple, they live in northern Canada, and they noticed that one hummingbird in their yard had not flown south for the winter, and they knew it wouldn't survive. So they managed to trap it. You ready for this? They drove 500 miles south before setting it free. Put up a birdcage, put a hummingbird feeder inside it, and waited for two and a half days. (laughs) It finally got its act together and went further south still. Can you imagine about 14 hours driving round trip to save one little hummingbird? Isn't that so sweet? Give it a week. It's going to show up in their yard again. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they'll repeat the process. They'll be like, sorry, you're on on your own now. (laughs) You know that unspoken and spoken rule that you're not supposed to make a new recipe for company? Oh, yeah. Uh, I did it. Uh Uh-oh. On several recipes the other day. I'll tell you how it turned out in just a minute. So I broke the the cardinal rule that you're not supposed to try new recipes on company. You're supposed to <laughs> test it out first. And um, thankfully, I lucked out. On every one? How many did you try? Uh, let's see. There were three new ones. You were three for three. Three for three. Good yeah. For you. So here's what happened. Um, a friend of mine has been going through a really tough time. She's a mom. And she's been going through some really stressful, stressful things with her children, as any parent can empathize with. And I, hey, good um, news is I hear it ends when you die. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I just wanted her to feel super loved and super spoiled. And so I'm like, I'm cooking. I'm cooking for her. I'm making this feast. And so... Glenn was going to make his famous maple glazed salmon that he makes on the grill. That is so good. So that was a foundation. And then I realized... Wait, don't you do your normal salad and side dishes, Taylor. Make it all fall-inspired uh, because it's fall. And so we started out with an appetizer of apple cinnamon goat cheese on pumpkin cranberry crisps. Ooh. It was so good. And then I made a fall harvest salad. So I roasted butternut squash in the oven mm-hmm. and cut up pieces of apple and it had cranberry on it and a little bit of feta cheese. And oh, so good. All the flavors. Sounds great. Uh, then I made a sweet potato mash that had butter and maple syrup in it. Mm. So good. I made roasted Brussels sprouts with goat cheese, bacon, and maple wow. flavor all in it. And then the salmon. And then I bought some dessert. I didn't have time <laughs> after all that. After cleaning, scrubbing toilets, grocery shopping, cooking. Hopefully they didn't rave the most over the dessert. <laughs> no, thankfully not. Yeah. People had room left to eat. Barely. Dessert. We were wow. so stuffed. We were so stuffed. But it was it was a really fun night. And at one point, um, the person who I was trying to show love to the most, mm-hmm. there was other people there too. She looked over at me and she goes, Taylor. This is so good. Hmm. And I was like, mission accomplished. (laughs) Hashtag winning. (laughs) So happy. And the fact that you broke the cardinal rule. Yeah. And still had success. Do you think you would ever um, be in the Guinness Burkle World Records? I would like to try someday, but I don't know what I would be able to attempt. But there's someone that Hmm. just got in there and I'm just like, I couldn't even do this. What he accomplished once let alone how many times he accomplished it. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. 
So do you think you could ever make it into the Guinness Book of World Records? I couldn't, but my wife could. Yeah? She could get in for A, being the most patient woman that's ever lived, (laughs) be fair to me, and B, uh, most number of eye rolls within 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Hearing some of my schemes. Where there's this kid, he's only 20 years old, and he just got in the Guinness Book of World Records. And he did something a bazillion times that I can't even do once. And that is he solved a Rubik's Cube, three, 6,931 cubes in 24 hours. <laughs> and he did it by studying the algorithms on the cubes. And he said muscle memory helps a lot, too. And he just live streamed it in a hotel room in London. Didn't go anywhere Fancy schmancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he's done. He solved Rubik's Cubes when he's on the skateboard. He can do it, you know, it's kind of like green eggs and ham. How old, like, how old is he? He's only 20. Huh. Uh, yeah. There's got to be an eight-year-old somewhere going, I got this. I don't know. <laughs> I can, I, have you ever solved record. a Rubik's Cube? Uh, my son is like world class. Can he should it. try to beat George. He's one of those one of those people you hand it to him and he goes, oh, yeah, give me a minute. And he, there you go. And it's done. I have I don't know where he gets that from in his brain. It must be from his mom because I don't even have the patience to try to get one side done. Me neither. I'll sit there for an hour. Look, I got a row. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations to George solving close to 7000 Rubik's Cubes in 24 hours. I think we can all agree Taylor was just telling us about the guy who said the Guinness Book of World Records solved how many Rubik's Cubes? Close to 7,000 in 24 hours. So you can say when he finished that after 24 hours, two words apply to that young man. Chick Magnet. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I married a math major. (laughs) Glenn was quite a catch. He's cute and smart. and He pays all the bills and does all the taxes. Now that is hot. So hot. (laughs) Wait a minute. Now you grew up with your dad telling you how hot he was walking around. Where did he go to school? Purdue. Purdue with his slide ruler. Yeah. And they say. And I make fun of it. They say that if you want a pattern with who women are attracted to, look at their dad. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) My dad's a civil engineer and he's wicked smart. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe that's the thing. You ever feel like half the effort is just getting to something like. That's why I just, I cannot stand the whole concept of a half day at work. Because mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. The alarm went off. I got the shower. I got, oh, I got yeah. the hair, the makeup. I got in the car. I drove there. No half days. Let's just work the whole day. My Give daughter us the whole day off. went through that the other day. She got completely ready for work, was sitting, eating breakfast, you know, ready to walk out the door. And they called and said, hey, we don't need you today. Oh, that's the worst. I wish you would have called an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's the way I was trying to get to a concert the other day. My husband and I were trying to support our friends. Um, Our friend John plays the trumpet and his wife, Andrea, is the conductor of this community band. Which is a dynamic Um, that is delicious. Oh, it is. I can tell you more about that in a minute. Yeah, there's there's lots of stories there. Um, But anyway, uh, we're trying to get there. We get through all this stuff. We get out of the car. I'm making the dash in and this car like looks like it's going to let me go. And so I walked across and waved like, thank you. And this guy rolled down the window and was like, just walk in front of me. And I was like, oh, I made someone mad. And I looked over and it's our neighbor, Scott. (laughs) He went to support our friends too. And I'm like, hey, come sit with us. But I like we Glenn and I made a beeline in and I said, hey, will you wait here for Scott? I got to find a bathroom. It was a long drive. Mm -hmm. 
And so I start roaming all over this high school. I'm like, these poor kids. Where did they there hide are the no bathrooms in this place. <laughs> and I walk and walk and walk down this big hallway. I walk and walk and walk down this other hallway. Mm-hmm. I finally come back to where uh, Glenn's standing there with Scott. And I go, I can't find the bathroom. And Scott goes, it's right there. And it was around a pole. And I couldn't see it. And I was like, oh, sorry. And Glenn goes, I just told that man and his wife the bathrooms are that way. And so I tried to be super helpful. Totally a Geico commercial. And I go, sir, sir, the bathroom's over here. And Glenn goes, shh, there's another concert going on. And I was like, what? Then I go in the restroom. I choose the stall where the latch doesn't work. I notice on my way out of the bathroom after I wash my hands, the flashlight somehow comes on on my cell phone. I'm like, how did that happen? I couldn't get it off. Scott had to help me. It was a mess. Glenn just looked at me like, what is happening to you right now? And I said, I don't know. You can't take me anywhere. We finally made it into our seats. No scene made in the auditorium, just outside. That's good. Hey, think about this for a minute. What was your favorite toy growing up? Coming Mm. up, the ones they just added to the Toy Hall of Fame. Hey, what was one of your favorite toys growing up? I adored my big wheel and my mm. train set. Yeah, for, I, I know yours, Kev, because we've been friends that there long. Were, there were two that two that stand out. I got them at the same Christmas. I got an Evil Knievel stunt cycle, and right next to it was an Easy Bake, Easy oven, bake oven, proving yep. I was the world's first Renaissance man. Okay, the first. <laughs> I was Renaissance before Renaissance. I was. I, I'm a bad boy. But I like to bake. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just added some new toys to the Toy Hall of Fame. The top, uh, you know, the ancient toy, the top. That's oh, yeah. the top. Yeah, that, that, just, that made just made it. You would have thought that um, had been like the first one. <laughs> yeah. Masters of the Universe and Light Bright. I can still remember oh, what it feels bright. like to step on the little light bulbs with bare feet. My Ouch. girls had a lot. My wife, like, she's like, we got to get the girls a light bright. And we, I think we went through like two or three of those. Oh, really? Yeah, because we lost so many of the little pegs. Oh, uh, got it. Some toys that didn't get enough votes to make it in yet. Bingo. Nerf toys. The Pinata. Pound Puppies, and the Spirograph. Last year's three inductees were American Girl Dolls, the board game Risk, and Sand. Yes. <laughs> sand, as in from the beach or a sandbox made it, and not Spirograph. I'm, the biggest one so I'm surprised weird. at is Nerf Toys. I mean, Yeah, I can't th- believe they're not in just, there. They're iconic. Yeah. Everybody has had them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nerf is probably like, that's okay. We'll just keep making millions. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering if maybe we could put our heads together, all of us, uh, because we're we're all going to be. I know you struggle with this every year, Taylor. What am I going to get for people for Christmas? Oh yeah. What if we put our heads together and come up with a list of the coolest retro toys ever, like stuff that you loved when you were a kid that you could give now to kids on your on your list that they'd be like, "Wow, a stunt cycle. What's that?" <laughs> right. I'm nothing that they have to charge. Nothing that they've got to you know like have a have an updated program for, but a retro toy that was super cool when you were a kid. Talking like seventies, eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Give us a call, Cheryl. We're trying to put our heads together and come up with a list of cool retro toys that kids nowadays would be blown away by. So, what do you got for us? I think the Spirograph and get them the different color pens. 
Yes. Remember? That was real cool. I think that would be so cool. That's yes. a great idea. Those are fun. Do you know that it just barely missed getting into the Toy Hall of Fame? It didn't get enough votes. What? The Spirograph. Yeah, no yeah. way. Well, I don't know who they asked, but they sure didn't ask our friend Cheryl. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they did not. I would have said, I would have definitely voted it in. What's on my face? <laughs> yeah, any of those like manual art toys would be would be good. Like uh, even a Light Bright. Remember Light Bright? Yes. Yeah. Yes, love Light Bright. Yeah, yeah they, cool. they just got elected into the Toy Hall of Fame. Yay! Let's hear it for Light Yay! Bright. All right, so we're going to add Light Bright and Spirograph to our list of cool retro toys. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Y'all have a great day. Tanita, we're trying to come up with a list of retro toys that would be cool to give to kids because they're so old they'd be new. What do you have for us? I have the Etch-A-Sketch. Do you remember those? I mean, I'm really old, though. Etch-A-Sketch, <laughs> yes. I, can't you still find those in, like, pediatric waiting rooms? Hey, Elena, how about you? What cool retro toy would make a great gift this Christmas? One of my students in elementary school actually asked me where he could get a record player. Huh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, those are really popular. Vinyl's big. I mean, my son just yesterday was saying, Dad, have you been through Target recently? They don't have CDs anymore. It's all vinyl. Get out. Yeah. I had no idea. He brought in a ton of the old school vinyls. I'm friends. Where do I get a record player and what does it look like? <laughs> and what does it look online. like? <laughs> oh, yeah. So awesome. We had to go online, show him what it looked like, where he could buy it, and he said, I'm going to ask Santa. <laughs> and can I play this record on my phone? <laughs> exactly. He said, wait, this doesn't work with my phone, does it? I said, no, it doesn't. Right. Does it come oh, with an okay. app? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you teach your kids about stranger danger? This mom says she doesn't. Marcy explains that she's teaching her daughters about strange behaviors rather than stranger danger. And so instead of talking about strangers, we talk about strange behavior. Because the thing is, children are most often abused or hurt by people they know. And an executive director at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children agrees with Marcy, saying one of the main problems is that when a child is asked, what does a stranger look like? They almost always describe someone who's ugly or mean or monster-like. And one of the most common lures is when an adult approaches a young child for driving directions. Things like, will you help me look for this puppy? So she said they're teaching kids about dangerous behavior instead of stranger danger is actually quite brilliant as a parent. I want to know, as a dad of four, I want to know, what, what does she mean by people in proximity to your kids? Does that mean... Like people in their everyday life, or does it mean kind of people like on the periphery, like mm, what you would call acquaintances, like people that that you know and you kind of have a familiarity with, but really don't know that well. Is that is that who she means by people that you know? Like define that. What it, what does that mean to you know? What, you know what I mean to equip parents a little mm-hmm. more to know? Okay, this is what someone they know look looks like, or what typically they are, because that's something like that we were always with our kids very very leery of. It's like. Great example, sleepovers. Our kids never went to not one sleepover. Wow. Because we just weren't we just weren't comfortable with it. We were just, it's just mm-hmm. not necessary. Not not something we need to do. You can stay till midnight if you want, and then we'll come and get you. Um, but how do you guys roll in your house? Do you guys do anything similar? Would love to hear from you. So let's talk about this. Do you think stranger danger needs to be rethought? There's this mom who's saying she doesn't teach her kids about stranger danger, she teaches them about strange behavior and what to look for in people that they may even know. So what do you do to teach your kids to keep them safe? 
Do you teach them stranger danger? Do you teach them both? We'd love to hear what you do and maybe in you sharing today what you do with your kids. Another mom and dad can learn and and they can start doing it too. We'll keep all of our kids a lot safer. So we're talking about keeping our kids safe. And you know what? One other thing came to mind uh, to me, Taylor, and it's a tip that we learned a few years ago. And with everybody getting ready to travel for the holidays, right? Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. It was a tip we learned about what to do if you're like in an airport or in a huge crowd with your kids, even just going to the mall. Have your kid wear the jersey of their favorite team. So if they're like big, um, I don't know, Tennessee Titans fan, have them wear a Titans. If they're a Packers fan, have them wear their Packers jersey. And that way, if you get separated, you can tell mall security or airport security. He's wearing a number four Green Bay Packers jersey. Mm. Super easy to find, right? That's Rather good. than, oh, yeah. he's got on a black coat and boots. So does every other kid in this airport, right? That's but a they, great idea because we lost my little twin sister in the airport when she was only five years old. So right, that would have yeah, been yeah. helpful. So they were wearing wearing their favorite team jersey. It would have been real easy to, to find. So that's just something we picked up years ago when we had, like, I don't know, a child safety expert on the show and they gave us that tip and i was like that is one of those so simple and so smart ideas everybody's gonna do it well i don't know about you guys but i cannot believe we're like right on the verge of thanksgiving already i mean where has this year gone it's just maybe it's because 20 through 2022 everything was in slow motion (laughs) right because of the lockdowns and everything else maybe now that it's back to pretty much 100 percent back to normal life things just are moving faster i don't know but it seems like thanksgiving got here so quickly this year and uh, and we still haven't nailed down our guest list completely i'll tell you what's going on with our family next so have you got uh, your guest list for thanksgiving nailed down yet we don't we don't have it nailed down yet and uh, a lot of it i mean a couple of our kids are have already said they're not gonna not can't make it um but our daughter amber who she moved to another city she's still in the face she still doesn't know still, really still doesn't know and um, I, it's to the point, too, where I, I called her myself and said, hey, look, you got to because she my wife felt like she was avoiding her, like not returning texts Ooh. and everything because she just didn't want to deal with it. I called her. I said, you've got to respond, even if it's I don't know, because your mom's driving your dad nuts. And that's not good. Ooh, I know what's going on behind the scenes because I've been there. What? Her boyfriend wants to have Thanksgiving with his own parents, and she's trying to convince him to come visit you guys. Yeah, and a, she's waiting and waiting and nagging and looking for the right spot to that's nag. That's probably not going to happen because he is a complete and total mama's boy. And prying him away from mom is going to be darn near impossible. So okay, so then he's trying to get her to stay. Um, she says that the whole thing revolves around work. That work, um, that supposedly because she's like the newest employee, she's going to have to be in on Friday. And she doesn't want to drive all the way home, oh. just have to drive all the way back that night. That makes perfect sense. Why can't work let her know? That's not I'm nice. I'm not so sure I believe that the company is open on Friday because they're, <laughs> they're a marketing firm. And radio, we deal with marketing firms all the time. They are closed the day after Thanksgiving. Nobody's making marketing decisions on the day after Thanksgiving. So there's a little bit of that in play of like, Hmm. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm sharing all this with you guys for one reason, just to let you know that if you're dealing with the same thing, you are not alone. There are other people that are going through the same thing. And Griff showed me a picture earlier. I think he put it on his social media. Yeah, that's where I saw it. 
of his kids decorating the Christmas tree. It's on the Kevin and Taylor socials. Oh, good, good. They're like five and seven years old. Cute, adorable picture. They're in like matching PJs and they put their tree up inside already and they're decorating it. And I just went and told him, I said, dude, unsolicited advice. My kids are older now. And when those moments were happening, I was just like, Thought they, I thought they'd never end. I'd be like, okay, this is our life. This is what we do. The kids are little. We all decorate the tree. We're all there on Thanksgiving. We're all there on Christmas. I said, it's going to pass by. Boom, like that. I'm going to get emotional. It's going to pass by so fast. And you're going to want it back. And you can't. So when things like this happen, you're just like, wow, that happens so fast. Where did it go? Yeah. And you can't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get emotional, everybody. I just want to let you guys know that you're not alone. And you'll get through it. Hey, Danielle, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing good. We're hanging in there. We're, we're both feeling uh, very reminiscent of the, the good old days when the kids were little. I know, I just want to hug Kev so bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my heart. I'm telling you, it is crazy during the holidays how much you value every single second. Mm. And it is the most insane thing, the hold that your kiddos have on you. Yeah. Mine are 19 and 16 now, and I'm just like, we were sitting around yesterday, and they were drinking hot cocoa, and I'm like, in about a year, this is going to be a totally different scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can so Holy empathize. Cow. My niece just left for college, and it feels like she's got, been gone five years already. Oh, it's just crazy, and it's funny because my friend group, we all have kids at the same age, and we're all just kind of like looking at each other like, well, this is different this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the weird thing, too, is I can remember when Tracy and I first got married, we were doing that, right, to our parents. We are like, well, you don't know. You know, we, we, we might not even come home this year. And them just being really, and we'd be like, come on, give us a break. We're trying to live our lives, right? Mm, Not realizing how badly they wanted us home. Mm. It's so crazy. And it's funny because my um, husband, his parents live out of state. And we're like, you know what? We're going to go see them this year because they call us like every year. We just don't see you. And I'm like, it's just so far away. Yeah. (laughs) So we're like, oh, man. And we realize how bad that hurts. So we're like, you know what? This might be the last time we get to do this as a family, so we're packing up the bags. Oh, good for you. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. So gonna They're going to have the best Christmas ever, <laughs> thanks to you guys doing all that traveling. Yeah, it's going to be a little squished, but you know, hey, <laughs> good thing we like each other. Right. If the holidays don't drive you nuts, then what are they for? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, thanks for calling. Just wanted to say thanks for sharing your heart. It means a lot. Didn't uh-huh. expect the waterworks, but there they were. <laughs> Yeah, that's usually, you know, (laughs) the way it works. But no, truly, thanks for being so transparent, you know, because it just, it helps to know that, you know, people that we just see as, you know, everyday, like, celebrities, kind of, you know, to know that you're real and to know that, you know, we're in the same boat and we all share the same heart for our kids. Yeah. Mm, That's so beautiful, Danielle. Thank you so much and have a wonderful trip and Christmas. So, Griff, uh, you had one of those parenting wins that you definitely need to celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate turning your microphone. Yeah, there we go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're really proud of our kids. You know, it it made us feel good. Like, maybe we're doing something right here. Um, You know, my son Thatcher, he had a birthday recently, and he got a gift card. And we went to the store to get something with that Mm -hmm. gift card. 
And I, they, the kids started this a couple of years ago. I'm not sure how it actually started, but one of them got a gift card. There was some extra money, mm-hmm. so they let the sibling choose out a toy as well. Oh, that's cool. Well, now it's continued, and like the other sibling always expects it. You know, like if Thatcher gets a gift card, Eloise expects to be able to choose a gift as well, and vice versa. Well, that happened, and there was something Thatcher really wanted that was going to pretty much take up his entire gift card. Uh-huh. But he decided not to buy that, buy something cheaper. So Eloise could also get a gift. Oh, wow. So they both got something wow. that they wanted. And Very what nice. a sweet big brother. I know. I was really Very proud of him. Nice. That yeah. is incredible. There was some like big Lego set he wanted, and he's like, nope, I'll get something smaller so Eloise can Whoa. get something too. So. I bet you now he's maybe hoping Santa brings him the I bigger I think so, yeah, yeah. As you were walking to the Santa checkout, he that. tugged on your sleeve and said, it's okay, Dad, Santa's coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I can get both this way. <laughs> that is so precious, though, to be that he's only he just turned seven yeah and to be that generous with his little sister that's a big deal yeah we were proud of him that is cool and if you're like you're not sure where it came from I know it came from your wife. It Probably came from so. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, do you like a good wedding proposal, marriage proposal story? I have a really epic one for you in a minute. Two of my favorite questions to ask people, especially if it's a married couple, is how did you meet? And how did he pop the question? I Mm. love hearing those stories. And so this one is so good. Here's what happened. There's this guy in Texas and he had scrimped and saved and and scraped up enough money to buy the ring. He had the ring. He just hadn't found the right moment yet. He was waiting and he was going to pop the question to his girlfriend. Well, a tornado comes through. (laughs) The, the house is destroyed. And the rings. And the it. rings in the no. rubble. <laughs> and so he finally just told his girlfriend, he's like, hey, listen, I was going to ask you, I was going to pop the question. The ring is somewhere in that rubble. Well, word got out and a local softball team at a high school found out and all 20 girls came to help them look. No kidding. <laughs> because they're like, you got to find the ring. She's been waiting for him to pop the question. <laughs> and because they found it, he popped the question right then and there. I can pass out, y'all. This is so good. <laughs> the guy in Texas who, you know, lost the ring, thanked the softball team and joked that when you tell 20 girls someone's going to get engaged if they find a ring, you know they're going to find the ring. <laughs> right. They were a little disappointed. They thought if they found the ring, <laughs> they were getting engaged. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Isn't that such a sweet story? That is. It's a great story. And uh, in the end, the the engagement was a home run. It's a softball joke. Oh, got yeah. it. <laughs> Took a second. <laughs> need to sharpen up my dad joke skills there. A scenario I think that most married couples know all too well. The husband is driving. The wife has the phone out with GPS and helping guide hubby where they're going. GPS says, turn left. Hubby says, what? Wife goes, are you going to follow GPS or not? Husband goes, no, and goes his own way. And then things fall apart. That may have happened to me and Tracy. We'll talk about it next. So I think every couple has been there. The husband's behind the wheel. The wife has uh, got the GPS open and is helping guide through traffic or through a tight spot. My wife and I do that all the time. If if I see a, like a backup on the interstate, I'll go, hey, bring it up on GPS real quick. See if I should take this next exit. And it has saved us time. So uh, we're big fans of that. 
But the other night we were uh, we were stuck in traffic and it was like a downtown area. And I said, "Can you bring the can you bring the GPS up? Maybe it'll maybe it'll help us." At the next intersection, turn right. I know better. I'm not. Why am I going to turn right? There's nothing but an endless line of cars there, and that's not the way we go anyway. If we turn left here, it's fine. And my wife goes, "Why are you getting mad at me?" I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at GPS lady. At the next intersection, turn right. Because I don't want to turn right. I want to turn left. We're going left. And I go left with enthusiasm. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Tracy goes silent. My wife goes silent. She's like, I'm like, will you please keep helping me? And she holds the phone up for me to see it. And it slipped out of her hand as she was holding it up. And she goes, well, you don't follow it anyway. And it comes flying into my lap. So and I'm paying attention to traffic. So I'm thinking like she just tossed the phone at me. I said, Trace, I'm just asking for some help here, and this lady keeps telling me. At the next intersection, turn right. And I know I shouldn't turn right. I just need I just need I just need your help. Silence. I'm like, Trace, are you are we now not talking to me? She's like, A, I wouldn't throw the phone at you. It slipped out of my hand. And B, you're getting mad at me because you don't want to follow the GPS, even though the GPS never leads us wrong. And I was like, but that's not the way we usually go. And she said, she said very wisely, but didn't you ask me to get the GPS because you were afraid the way we usually go wouldn't work? So you wanted to know a better way? At which point I went silent. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm so stressed out here. In that moment, <laughs> I realized she was right. And I was being the donkey in Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> So were you late and did you end up having fun? That's what I want to know. Fortunately, we were on our way home. Oh, okay. But it did take a good amount of of well. Did it, you it, sleep it, on the couch? No, but it was my <laughs> it was my fault, and it did take a good amount of groveling, which which Tracy deserved to hear because I was completely wrong. But I think every couple has been there <laughs> where the husband hears at the next intersection, turn right. Nope, <laughs> I got this. Not my best moment, but I think everybody's been there. So I was sharing a, a pretty embarrassing story about me not reacting well when the GPS said... At the next intersection, turn right. And I knew, nope, I'm turning left. And my wife and I wound up having a little spat because she thought I was angry at her. And I wasn't. I was angry at the GPS lady. And she was like, why don't you follow the GPS? It never steers us wrong. And you always want to do it your own way, blah, 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 blah. The next day, we go to church. And we're sitting in church. And I kid you not, the sermon... They hold up the Bible. This is your GPS for God to get you home. <laughs> Are you guys able to hold it together? Or did you just laugh out loud in the middle of the service? I think I have bruises in my ribs from Tracy nudging me. <laughs> That's I was hilarious. like, wow. What that, are the chances? What, what do you call it? That was a God wink right there. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> less, uh, less than 12 hours after ignoring the GPS, the message of the week is, this is your GPS. You need to follow it to get back home. <laughs> Only don't follow it like Kevin Avery. Well, how many of us do that? Our, our entire lives are spent not following the GPS, right? And trying to get it right. Oh, it was too funny. I came this close to just like belly laughing and rolling on the floor. I was like, God, you're good. That is good, God.